Did you carve your pumpkin yet? If I carve, you mean buy, then no. <laughs> do you like to carve? Um, I'm not anti-carve. I just don't. I don't do a lot of that it, kind of stuff. Do you like the feel of like the goop on your fingers as you're? I'm not anti-goop. You're not. <laughs> I'm not anti-goop. No. I. We just don't want you to cut your hands. They're very. No. There's. They're important. You have mm-hmm. a lot of work to do with them, mm-hmm. and so we don't need them. Although the blood would be a very Halloween image, right? I think I'm. I think I'm decent enough with a knife. here today welcome to the 23 podcast this is a knife free zone no carving in the next 23 minutes (laughs) put your knives down and listen to the words of father jeff hi everybody michael here with our fearless pastor father jeff father jeff hey um did you back to the carving for a second as a kid Mm -hmm. did you guys do that yeah yeah those are like good memories yeah put the candle in Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, some people they put like the little fake, oh, yeah. fake candle in. That was that was partly where I was going with that. Is it was legit, yeah, legit candle. You know, speaking of Halloween, there's. Do you remember the movie Hocus Pocus? It's like, it was kind of a big yeah. deal in the nineties. Mm-hmm. They made a sequel oh. that's coming out this fall. It may by the time this podcast is out, it may be out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be on Disney Plus, but we're looking forward to it at our house. What, is it called Hocus Pocus 2? It is. I know. Yeah, it wasn't like a very creative title, but at least, you know, they stayed with brand. Yeah. Put a two on it for the sequel. Right. Um, I don't know if it was like Hocus Pocus Strikes Back or something like that. <laughs> it's just that Star Wars took it. So right. Return of the Hocus Pocus. The re- <laughs> Return of the Hocus. Uh, but I remember as a kid, it was a super fun movie. The funny thing is it's been who knows how many years, what, 20, 30 years since they made the last one. I'm not exactly sure of the date that it came out. Um, but it's got Bette Midler in it, Sarah oh, Jessica Parker. Wow. Do you remember this movie at all? I remember, I don't, yeah, vaguely. Vaguely? I okay. guess so. You'll have to do a little uh, research. I guess borderline, no. But <laughs> you're just being kind because we're making... No, I re- now, now that you mention it, I, you know, I, I, I do remember. It had like the, the spell book, had book like an witch- eye. They, they were witches? Yeah, they were mm-hmm. witches and it had an eye on it that like opened up on the spell book at like was like a little person you've probably seen this more than i have i do i like these type i like kind of like these fun movies this time of year because it's mm, you know seasonal, seasonal it kind of gets you into the mm-hmm. to the spirit of the of the season so yeah Super. so not like texas chainsaw massacre that's i mean i i don't mind scary movies necessarily i really only like them this time of year mm-hmm. like if i want to watch a scary movie i would like to watch it at, at this not like fourth of july or something. yeah no that that i need something a little bit different for the fourth of july right um Usually what scares me the most is like jump out at you type of like the the startling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gore stuff doesn't really uh, gross me out necessarily. Uh, but the like if something jumps out at you right. and that can be in any type of movie really right. where it just like catches you off guard. Right. Um, not, that's why I never loved like haunted houses and stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind going to them, but that's not like super fun for me. No. But. You know, maybe we, we should go to, oh, wouldn't that be a fun little segment for the podcast? Father Jeff and Michael go to a haunted house and we, we take an audio recording of it. Hmm. No, he doesn't look thrilled about this, folks. I can, uh, well, I'm I, just trying to play this out in my mind. Like yeah. we're talking all the time. It's like, ah! Yeah. 
<laughs> like, and how many times is that going to happen? 23. You have to get scared <sighs> 23 times. Wow. All right, so we are uh, just chugging through October here. We are on the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We don't have very many left in this liturgical year. It is coming to a close. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I was just thinking the other day, I need to start thinking about the season of Advent. And, we probably should. And putting some some music together for that. But mm-hmm. that's we'll talk about that as we get a little bit closer. Uh, still in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, which is where we were last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're verses 11 through 19. So as follows right right after the passage we had last week. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing that he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. You know, as you were reading this, it's almost it's almost easy to think about this as Jesus is telling us a parable of these ten lepers. Mm-hmm. But this is actually an account of something that actually happened. He's not telling a story here. We're we're getting a glimpse into something that actually happened right. uh, to him and the result of that interaction. So it's a little to me a little bit more interesting to think about Oh, these were these were like real guys, not just a character that Jesus was talking about to try to teach us something. Right, but these are real a, people. It's not a parable about healing. This is an actual healing. Right, right, yeah. So sometimes we hear. Th- I know this is one of the gospel uh, options sometimes for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we talk about kind of th- these themes for the Thanksgiving mass sometimes. Um, but why are we kind of hearing this in this cycle of readings? during ordinary time as we're we're coming towards the end of the liturgical year. Well, we're also coming towards the end of, of Jesus's public ministry. Yeah. And so um, even though it follows right on our passage from last Sunday, there's actually a transition uh, in that first line as Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem. So that, that turning point in Luke's gospel that began at, at Luke 9.51, where he resolutely determines to go to Jerusalem, you know, to offer himself for us on the cross and, and rise for us. So everything's moving in that direction. And so we're reminded, you know, as Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that he's continuing on that way. And so what, what began in, in Luke nine fifty one is continuing here in, in Luke seventeen eleven. And so, you know, as we're marching through this, this what we call ordinary time, we're also continuing to um go through this this climax in the gospel according to Luke which mm-hmm. of course we won't we won't hear until you know like holy week and things yeah, like that that's but, what i was going to say is in, in some ways it's interesting cuz it gets interrupted right that we go, go i just said we're getting ready to go into the season of advent in just a couple of months obviously we know that christmas follows um but i love you know we, we always say you know the liturgical year isn't like we're not play acting right. like we know 
we know the whole story. We know the big picture. We know how it started and we know how it ended. Right. And we're, we're recalling and reflecting on these events as we kind of go through the rhythm of the liturgical year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So in, in some sense, let me put it simply, why is this, why is this sort of here now? Um, well, it's because it's, we're, we're at Luke 17, Yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> we sort of keep, keep going uh, through it. Um, you know, and talking about it, it's one of the options for, for Thanksgiving, that's not really a liturgical feast. It's a good, it's a great day to have mass, of course. Sure. Um, and so they don't, they don't sort of cut this part out and save it for Thanksgiving because it's not like a Sunday, you know, in in our cycle. And so it is good that it is uh, that it's here. That um, really reminds all of us about the grace of God. You know, that everything is is a gift. And then what's our what's our response to that? You know, sometimes the response can be, you know, they were literally stand. I love that line where they said that they, he fell to the feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, to be in that kind of proximity to him in person must have been life altering for them. Right? Yeah. And, and, uh, to fall at his feet is a posture of, of honoring of, of worship is, you know, declaring him as something really special. Yeah. Reminds me of that old worship song from probably like late nineties, early two thousands that we fall down. Do you remember mm, that song? Yeah. yeah. We fall down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Right. Um, which actually has images of the epiphany. Right. Um, but you know, it, it was actually, as I continue going through the refrain of that song and we cry, Holy, 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 mm-hmm. Um, is the Lord. It's, it is an act of worship, right? It's an act of um, humbling ourselves and realizing that we are um, bowing before the one who is greater than us. Yeah, and, and who made us and who uh, remakes us and continues to look to bring transformation into our lives. I love the question, though, he, he says, because Jesus is, he's a little... A little tongue-in-cheek, a little right. snarky here. He's like, um, 10 were cleansed, were they not? Right? <laughs> like, hey, where did everybody else go? Um, but it wasn't really the responsibility of the one that came back to worry about the other nine. No. Um, and as we hear, he was a Samaritan. He was um, so a foreigner, which implies that the others were not, that they were you know, uh, Jews from Israel. Mm-hmm. And so... They they did what they were supposed to have done. Yeah. You know, uh, the priests were there as we hear, you know, in the in the scriptures to be the ones to declare someone clean mm-hmm. and um, able to rejoin the community and things like that. Um, so maybe this foreigner didn't have the same type of obligation or religious practice or uh, anything like that. It doesn't say the others weren't grateful, but they certainly didn't come and express the gratitude, which. Those are two different things. Sure. Um, do you? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do Do you send cards? Thank you cards. Yeah. I try. Do you? I try. Um, I was just thinking the other day I need to get better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do try to do that. Well, I am. I will completely admit we don't send card. We don't send cards for anything. I I think in some ways it's kind of like been a lost gesture on a. Uh, the younger generation mm-hmm. where I know like my grandmother, even my mom, Oh my gosh, they are, they are the ultimate card senders, whether it's a 
holiday or an anniversary or a birthday or a thank you, whatever it may be. Um, the reason I'm getting to this is, is it, does it show a lack of gratitude on my part that I don't send cards? Is, is the thank you text just as meaningful or is the word thank you to somebody just as meaningful or is it taking the time out of your busy schedule to pick out something and thoughtfully, you know, write something and send it to them? I'm, I'm just posing questions here. I think it's all that. I mean, there's something about that. I think it does in that act, it does help it sink into us more. Mm-hmm. Um, plus there's just the benefit of, of expressing that to, to somebody else. And it struck me while you were talking in some sense, it's, sacramental maybe with a small s if we think of sacraments as a physical sign of an invisible reality Mm -hmm. you know we're sort of saying thank you writing that thank you note or whatever it might be it's that physical sign of of the invisible reality of your your thanks or your congratulations or whatever it it might be that you're um that you're feeling can you remember a time in your life that you were like really thankful for something wow I'm putting him on the spot. Totally folks. on the spot. I know. <laughs> yeah, and to try to come up with something like super profound. And I know. All that I was. Kind of stuff. I was trying to think too, because how many times do we say the, the reason I I'm thinking this is like how many times do we say thank you to people or we feel grateful for like a small act of kindness, um, but has there ever been a, a moment like think I'm thinking about like this moment that happens in the gospel mm, here mm-hmm. was life altering for him. Right? Yeah. So his. His thanks would have been more profound than, hey, thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks, you know, buddy. Thanks, but <laughs> th- by the way, if you've been following the podcast, you'll know that we've been using buddy a little bit more. And I want you to know, Father Jeff and I usually sign our text messages now with thanks, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, that, and, and it's not an autocorrect, that's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, when I say thanks, buddy, it's a profound thank you. I just, well, I, I, appreciate that. I just want you to know that. But yeah, in the gospel reading, this was a this was a profound he, he felt compelled to go out of his way to go back and to say something to Jesus as a result mm-hmm. of what happened to him. So I was just t- trying to reflect and maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe we don't have a story here for the podcast although that would make it better. Yeah, and but, I I feel like a super horrible person for not having a <laughs> great thing to say. Um but Maybe that's a good reflection for us this week is like thinking of times where we're like truly grateful for a person or a moment. And maybe if you weren't back then, like looking back, there's that that sense of wow. Yeah. Like that was that was really amazing. Yeah. The things that come to mind for me are like the opportunities in life to when we get to go to really beautiful places mm-hmm. and you take in like the immensity and the beauty of God's creation, whether you're standing at the ocean or the Grand Canyon or, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are moments I would say in my life that I feel thankful to be able to see it with my own eyes and share that with people that I love. But I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a situation where maybe somebody did something for me that would cause me to go out of my way to say thank you. And maybe maybe that is a reflection. We're going deep today, Father. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's a reflection that we just take some things for granted. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, and we recognize that very little is really from us. Um, you know, I don't know if I've quoted this before. Uh, I heard this a long time ago. The only thing we can claim for ourselves is our sinfulness. Everything else is a gift from God. Hmm. And so um, to recognize that, which then calls us to a whole, not to use like a bumper sticker line, but attitude of gratitude, <laughs> you know, just in our whole in our whole life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the that's the daily challenge, you know, is to really um, be grateful uh, to express that gratitude. And there is, I think that is transformational for us when we're really mindful of that every day, um, that it does nurture in us this spirit of, of gratitude and graciousness and, and recognition uh, that, that so many good things come from outside of our, outside of us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a response too. Yeah. The response is because of the gratitude, it makes us want to pour out our love to others right like i think it's a it's not a a one-time transaction it's something that when we overflow we impact the lives of others around us hopefully in a positive way but of course that can work that can work in a very negative way too we can also overflow negatively into people with our words and our actions and the way that we we treat people yeah so to recognize especially how god has worked in our own life um there's a couple of different kinds of healing, you know, here in this gospel. One is the physical healing uh, from the leprosy. And then the other, which the other nine maybe missed out on, is he says, you know, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. There's mm-hmm. like this deeper, like this inner healing, uh, this sort of fuller life that that he has been been given, um, which I think. Is something that all of us can experience, and I think is something that the Lord wants to bring to all of us. You know, bring us deeper into His life, uh, into the salvation that He's, you know, given for us, and um, have that be really what impacts our our life. I keep thinking of that. It's not the psalm response for for today, but that how can I repay the Lord for all the good He has done for me? Oh yeah, you know, I just love that that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's the cup of salvation I will raise up, which we hear on Holy Thursday. That is our psalm response. You yeah. know, the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving, and so I mean, our greatest act of Thanksgiving in the church is to is to come, you know, to Mass on Sunday and give thanks to Jesus for all He has done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're sent forth to go in and to share that. You know, to your point earlier, the you alluded here to the last line of this gospel from this weekend, your faith has saved you is a great tie in to what we heard last week when they said, increase our faith. Mm. Right. And so last week we heard them saying, we want to have more faith, give us more faith, increase it. And this weekend in the verses that immediately follow in Luke, we see that the act of faith, what it is capable of doing when we have the faith, faith, even the size of a mustard seed. Right. Which maybe for these ten to be cleansed of leprosy, maybe seemed impossible. Sure. Um, that's maybe they were calling out to, to Jesus. You know, have mercy on us. They were recognizing that there's there was something there that uh, in Jesus that was their one and only their one and only hope, and they called upon that, um, even if perhaps it was uh, an imperfect way. Um, but they called upon the Lord uh, to to heal them, and He did. 
I would love to know, I think it's always fun to kind of picture, what were the other conversations that we don't get to see in the verses? What were the other nine talking about? Were were they just as amazed? Did they take it for granted? Did did the other guy catch up to them and say, guys, I went back to Jesus. You'll never guess. I got to talk to him. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And they were like, oh, man, I wish I would have thought of that. We should have gone back too. You know, like what were all the little interactions that happened as a result of this? Um, But I think it's a good reminder for us Never take it for granted, right? Don't take even the gift of faith for granted. Yeah. Um, the fact that somewhere along the line, someone in our lives shared faith with us, whether it was a parent or a grandparent or a, a family member or a friend, somebody invite us, invited us into this faith, the gift of faith that we have been given, um, into a deeper understanding of what it means uh, to live in relationship with the Lord. And I think even just to show up... Um at church on Sunday, um, you know, to recognize the deeper gift of God in that. All right, well, let's pray about it, shall we? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mighty God, give us a more grateful heart. Help us to recognize just your grace in our lives and the many gifts that we have, that you really are the source of, of all that we have and are. We're grateful for all the people that you have sent into our lives to accompany us, to help us, to guide us, to gift us. I ask that you just bless them, Lord, for their generosity. And help us to turn to you always as the source of, of all of our being, to glorify you, uh, to uh, really fall at your feet, at least in our, in our hearts, uh, and to always give you a thanks and praise and glory. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thanks for this conversation today. Thank you. (laughs) That that, that was genuine. I just want you to know. Um, Hopefully this was able to help people maybe start reflecting a little bit more deeply on this gospel reading. And let's continue to do that this weekend. Together for Mass, we'll see you here this weekend. God bless you, everyone.